Welcome to Start Late, Finish Strong. I'm Julie. And I'm Neely, and we're here with a little coffee and conversation between two unlikely friends who just happen to find a common path through running. We are non-elite runners who came to running later in life, and we are here to share our journey with you. We aren't running coaches or nutritionists, we just love to run, and we love the community that we found through running. What started as four runners has grown into hundreds of runners sharing their struggles, victories, and miles with each other. With the motto of all faces, faces, and races, the Stephenville Running Club encourages all runners to set goals and seek growth. Our conversations will dive into training highs and lows, grit to gadgets, and mindset to motivation. We hope to introduce you to our community of runners through discussions that help us all get better. Okay, well, Neely, I am so excited about today's discussion because it is one of the very first topics that came to my mind when we had this bright idea that we should gather and do a little podcast together. Um, and the reason it's so near and dear to my heart, this topic, is because I think it kind of personifies Steamboat Run Club, um, and that is bingo to lingo. So... Bingo to lingo. So bingo is a fun, fun, fun thing that we do here at Seagull Run Club. It is, it's truly, um, it's one of those things that uh, at one point I saw like on Instagram, somebody posted from some other run club doing, doing running bingo. And uh, so I just threw it out there uh, a month, one month. And that was probably. I wish I remembered how long ago. A couple of years. Yeah, ago. exactly. A couple of years ago. All the bingo boards have run together. Um, yes. And just as an opportunity to, to, to tell people, hey, go out and um, while you're running, snap a picture of yourself with, you know, an animal that you see, a dog or whatever, and then post that to the club page with, with your bingo card. And that way you, you, get, you get to fill in that square of the bingo. And the, the whole thing is it just gets people an easy way to post. Um, that's really the, the whole idea of bingo is is it's it's very low pressure, low key. It's not like you're having to put your pace or your mileage or anything like that. It's just simply a, a very low pressure way to post. And and y'all, here's the thing: be it bingo or whatever else, if you will post to the Steamville Run Club page, mm. I promise <laughs> there is somebody else out there who is going to read that, who is going to be encouraged by your run. I don't care if you run. 15 minute miles. I don't care if you run five minute miles. If you will post to the page, there is someone out there who needs to see what you've posted and they, they need the encouragement that you can give them. So bingo is just fun. It's silly. Um, this morning, the silliness took a whole I was hoping you would clear another us, yes. level. So um, I don't know. I think this was Leslie Bull's idea. I don't know whose idea it was. But I think it had Amanda Myers written all of it. Amanda Myers. I think maybe she found some mm -hmm. like inflatable um, like uh, flamingo costume on Timu. And so she was like, hey, ladies, we're going to do this. And so the group that runs, they leave from my house. They run with my wife. They, they, they decided that this morning for their Friday 5K, they were going to dress like like flamingos and there were probably six or seven of them i don't know and they just went crazy and they actually killed it with a couple squares because the flamingo took care of the costume square i think it said maybe run in a costume or yeah, maybe maybe run with an animal i mean that would cover that one too yes um but it also was um 
the thriller dance. They did the thriller I, dance. I did get that. Although the that was not as like <laughs> less. I am disappointed. Like I was Maybe expecting we could more. Ask for an encore. Yes, I think out of the inflatable costume. I think that was probably yeah. a lot of their dilemma. But yeah. and again, they were all sweaty because those things were incredibly hot and it was humid today. No, yes. no uh, ventilation at all with that. <laughs> Little Emily Heinrichs with the goose. Uh, she was uh, like her Just hair was all melting. matted and wet and everything. Yeah. It was so fun. But all that to say, Neely, how fun is that that you get to have this accountability in a group to like have fun? Absolutely. And it's gonna get you out the door. Now, I don't think she would mind, but I just saw Amanda Myers last night at our pre-pasta party for um, our our local race, the Halloween Map. And, um, you know, out her mouth, that was one of the last things we had a conversation about is she said, well, I really don't feel like running. I'm just going to barely get through it because she hasn't been feeling great with a little hip situation. And, uh, but lo and behold, I see her out there this morning. And the thing that's so great is that's, that's what keeps her going yes. is having the fun and having the camaraderie. Um, that bingo board yes. is just one of the ways. Now, the bingo didn't make them do that crazy stunt this morning, but bingo has made people do some pretty crazy things. Um, and I think, too, it kind of plays in on our we've got this group of adults that who doesn't want to be childlike at heart and who doesn't love a scavenger hunt or like a game of bingo or like a mission to do stuff. So at the first of the month, Neely puts out this amazing bingo board with creative, different ideas, sometimes seasonal. You know, you can jump in one leaf or <laughs> all the leaves. <laughs> That's just addressing a Thanks typo. Thanks a lot, Leslie. Thanks yeah, a lot. The typo will live the, on forever. The people always point out your mistakes. They I know. Always Trust do. me, Neely. Yes, I, I know. I know. We know this. <laughs> we know being in our position. We, uh, I don't know what they're talking about. We never make mistakes. But, uh, I would like to second your thought about bingo being um, kind of a, a ticket to post. It's like if you are out in our club page and uh, you're watching us as runners, I think that's pretty motivational, just yes, watching. I agree. Um, and it could be called lurking, but that seems negative. I don't mean it negative, but lurking and seeing the things that are going on, listening to the comments, hearing the posts that are struggle posts, hearing the posts that are good posts seeing the crazy antics, seeing the hard days, all those things are good things to watch, but to engage is a huge um, motivator and a huge propeller. Like I think it just would propel you into progress. Absolutely. I, um, I won't call him out because he's a dear friend, but there's been a recent young guy who's posted in the page and, and has kind of shared out some struggles that he's having, but you know what? He's driven back to post again and again because he's going to hit it. He's going to hit those goals. And I love it that we've created a group um, together to do that. So um, it kind of takes away any hesitations to post because, you know, some people are a little bit apprehensive. Mm -hmm. of, um, I, know, I know you get this a lot, but but I get this a lot as well. Like, oh, I see your posting. I see that you're running yeah. and I'm just not ready yet. I'm just not there yet. I'm not ready to join the group. Here's the thing, y'all. Bingo is a great way to just make a first post. Yeah. And, and once you post, you will be amazed at how many people will make a comment on your post. And be proud of you. Yes. Like, legitimately be proud yes. of you. Um, we love encouraging um, new people just jumping in. I mean, who knows? Like, you may be the next best running partner, you know? So we're yes. always, I mean, we always look for, for that for sure. Um, but it also kind of validates being part of something bigger. Yes. Um, you know, we recently, we have a few, we have a handful of people from out of state and out of town. 
And uh, bingo is a great way to kind of still be part of something bigger um, that you're really not locally part of. And yes. so it's just a fun place to share because some people, you know, I will address the fact it really goes hand in hand with why our Student Bowl Run Club group is a private group page instead of a public group page because there's a lot of, you know, social anxiety or feelings about posting things like that on social media. Um, even though we're a quite large group now, we're still a pretty secure group in the fact that it's for the most part like-minded people and, and definitely um, the accounts are vetted to a degree right. um, that we can keep you as safe as possible. But it also kind of takes away that anxiety of putting it on your public page. Um, I'm not going to lie in my previous, you know, work as a health coach and things like that. I'm out there a lot socially, um, but it feels good to kind of be with family. Like yes. this is like sitting around the dinner table together versus putting it on a billboard on yes. a public page Absolutely. in the private page. It's kind of just, let's just sit around the table and exactly. talk about our goals and how, how good we uh, feel this week about whatever. So, um, any other thoughts on bingo before we shift gears to... If you have a suggestion oh, for yes. November bingo, I posted this morning that to, to, to put some suggestions out there. I think Janelle posted one. So um, get ready to run like Phoebe, um, oh, which is going to be great. So anyway... Well, that may actually rival the old uh, snot rocket <laughs> the video. Snot, as it gets cooler, we we'll got to bring, bring back snot, the snot, snot rocket. rockets. Those yeah. are great. We just, you know, we'll take away all your insecurities, guys. You'll be doing <laughs> some crazy things just to accomplish, you know, the bingo square. It just feels good. Um, but that that being said, bingo, and of course it rhymes, so it's super cool, but the lingo. Neely, I'm going to be honest and humble here with you today that, um, and I, I, this is no new story. I say it often of how I came to running, super insecure, um, 220 pounds, the wife of a runner, a lifetime runner, um, who oftentimes, not always proud about it, but I had a chip on my shoulder because I was so disconnected from what it meant to be a runner and all things runnery. I, I made up that word today. It's right here, Neely, in quotes. <laughs> you but did. The it lingo the is good. We're going to talk about a few runnery things, guys. And I say that because it needs to not be intimidating. It needs, to, we need to take away the intimidation. It is okay to not know what fartlek means, except for, excuse me, you know, what just happened. Um, it's okay to not know when Neely says, you know, a progression run or a tempo run. We're going to try to unpack a few of those things today together. And the place I want to start um, is, of course, I've been on this new, a new training plan, which training is super educational, fun, by fun. the way, guys. If you are struggling with understanding, then something like Training Peaks might be a great place for you to start because it has uh, companies, uh, each one of your day plans look with like a video and articles and things like that to kind of pour into um, and learn more about the training process. But also in that same breath, I will tell you if you're listening to this for the first time and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to stop listening because when they train, they like really mean like a coach plan and things like that. Absolutely not. We're going to address some things that maybe you just want to start putting your pencil in your calendar and start thinking, do I have a plan to move to the next goal in my running? Absolutely. And a place that I think is super um, important to me recently is zone training um, and running in a zone that keeps you moving forward in your progress. And of course, zones can be 
thought of a lot of different ways. We just shared how, yes. you know, different platforms are going to refer to them differently. Today, I'm going to go by the numbers. So it's like zone one through five, and I'll kind of summarize it um, as simple as I can. Zone one and two kind of go hand in hand, and that's going to be super easy pace. And when we say easy pace, I want you to really, really think about it. The easy pace was explained to me in uh, the 80-20 book that I, would, that I read. Absolutely. Um, and it really means, and for some of you, this is going <laughs> to seem strange. It really means forgetting that you're running right. during your running. Okay. Now, when I was reading that 80-20 book, I was really spending 90% of my time in the gray zone, Neely. I was. I think that is the single biggest issue for most runners, especially when they start off, is they just go, oh, I'm just going to go run a 5K. I'm just going to run hard. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go run hard. I'm just going to run hard. And so running easy is something that most people don't do. And you've already mentioned 80-20. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by 80-20? Like what is meant by well, that? Well, the book 80-20, yeah. which addresses the whole concept of keeping, you know, 80% of your runs in a lower zone for for making progress. And that concept seems bizarre, but man, it works. Like Absolutely. if you can just do it. So keeping so, yourself in that lower zone. Um, by zone, are you talking heart rate, effort, both? It can be any either. of those. Yeah. Now I will tell you, depending on your platform, Coerce is a little bit different, Garmin's a little bit different. Um, I'm gonna today, because I don't know what you wear or what you know access you're gonna have to do that. And I don't wanna leave anybody out. But one thing I have noticed with Training Peaks is they, they gave us a chart where it talked about perceived effort. Now we can all do that because you know when you're killing it, mm -hmm. like only you know that. Yes. Like you know when, oh my goodness, that was 100% of what I got. Past that would be dead, you know? And perceived effort is gonna be adjusted to in your Garmin and in your Koros mm -hmm. um, watches depending on um, hills and elevation, yes. things like that can really impact that. So um, thinking in terms of if you're going uphill, your pace might slow, but your effort might increase, your heart rate might increase as you're right. going up that hill. When you're going downhill, your pace might speed up, but your effort exactly. level and your heart rate might come down. And also that being said, you mentioned a heart rate. Heart rate is a great barometer. I mean, I think a lot of people look at heart rate as their effort, um, but that is also something that's very individual. So yes, because absolutely. I'm not like a sports you know, coach or a running coach, I'm not going to begin to try to tell you like where you need to be because I know it's all over the place between male, female, younger, older. We're all at a different, um, like my Garmin will stay in the orange, you know, top of the green orange for certain runs, or I'll be pegging out at red and my neighbor that I'm running <laughs> with will stay like in the green. Yes. So it just, it, it's very individual. So I really recommend you looking into that for one, but, um, understanding that taking time throughout your week to really isolate your thought process of where am I really going to, what am I going to stay in during this run? Or even on any day of the week, we should be really a shout out to DPT. Once again, we're here at DPT, physical therapist, um, doing this podcast because they allow us to have this um, space to do it. But that was one of the things that really resonated with me when they first started us on dynamic warm up and things like that. But that could be a great way even to warm up into yes. zone, you know, into your zones, like starting out at zone one and two, even if it calls for a zone four, you know, 90 to 100% effort. Right. Then 
warming up and getting that heart rate up. going mm-hmm. and getting your uh, getting your legs warmed up before you get moving too fast. Also sure. this week, and then I'm going to toss it over to you for some other um, lingo that we might hear often that we actually might say not purposely, but that we might say sometimes right. either in post or on this podcast that you may be thinking, gosh, I don't even know what that means. But, um, but learning to, um, to really be okay to um, hone in on where is that zone for you. And I will tell you that I think the zone training is super powerful. Like for my last year's um, Chicago marathon, and really, honestly, the only marathon I ever officially trained for with a plan that really felt like I was ready. Um, And there were moments, a lot of moments actually, where I felt, ah, this is why it was so important to feel comfortable at zone two. And you've mentioned this sometimes before at speed workouts, like it is painful sometimes to make yourself do that recovery pace. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where, I mean, it is as hard to train that way as it is to, to sprint down, you know, the rudder road or whatever right. we do on that little sprint alley. So, so what other kind of lingo can we share? All right, with some I'll, I'll throw today? Some, some different types of runs out there. And you've talked about zone one, zone two, those sorts of things, but easy pace, easy runs, recovery runs. Um, these are all words that sometimes might be confusing. Um, and this is the, your zone one and two. This is where you're carrying on a conversation. You can do this and talk the entire time. If you are like out of breath as you're talking in, in, in a run, that is That's, not an easy run. It's right. not. Uh, an easy run has to be a run that you're doing um, nice and easy. And you're, so you're like, well, I can't do anything. Any of those runs, they're easy. Well, then, then that's where we run walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm we glad do, you brought that we up. do uh, you know, a lot of times you hear people say, well, I do three, one. Well, that's, that's a, a little way of saying run three minutes, walk a minute. But um, for, for some, that might mean run 30 seconds, run, yeah. walk a minute. I'll might share, mean, yeah. I'll share that data neatly. Cause we were just talking yes. about that. Three, one is an easy thing to just say, we just say it off the cuff a lot of times. And obviously we're talking about run, walk intervals, but I just pulled up this chart and something you should know if right now your zone two, which is just your really easy, comfortable pace to keep is between nine and 11, which I think that's a good average, um, cross section of our runners. Mm-hmm. Um, not that someone isn't on the other side and others are a lot faster, but that's a good place to start. That's around a three to five minute run cycle, which that means sometimes your run time can be five minutes if you desire, but somewhere between three and five with that one minute recovery walk. But listen to just this little bit of change. If you were to peak up and say you're a 12 to 14, which is also a very common Absolutely. pace group. I Absolutely. mean, that is, that is not, um, unheard of it's it's a huge i would say it it may be a bigger cross-section of the average of of runners today that are actively running 12 to 14 minute pace you should be running 30 seconds to one and a half minutes with a one minute walk recovery so that's just to tease you a little to say look into this guys and don't feel intimidated if you think well they said they were running walking like three one but i can't run the whole three minutes right then absolutely we got to take it down a little bit to keep you at that really comfortable zone. So explore three, when we say three, three, one, we really should say run, walk, interval. Exactly. <laughs> we and should do better. Let me just say this, like, don't feel like the need or the pressure or the pride of, oh, I can't walk. Like it's not running if I'm, if I'm, if I'm walking, um, you know, uh, you're crazy. 
I, I run walk. Um, my my the, the folks that I run with, we run walk probably three or four times a month. Um, and we've, I would say, relatively speaking, we have some speedier people yeah, in our crew. Sure. Um, but like, like Matt Miller just did an Ironman. Um, amazing runner. But he does run walk with us. Mm -hmm. um, so like, don't hesitate. Don't feel like the pressure or the pride or anything like that. Because um, walking is okay. Mm -hmm. It is okay to walk. And luckily, Neely, one of my very first training programs that I kind of downloaded the app, it was Hal Higdon's training for mm -hmm. the half marathon the first time way back. And I loved it because Hal talks to you, like you get a little voice messages during your runs. And um, that was one of the things that he continually said over and over again. And Hal Higdon, very accomplished runner Absolutely. and running coach, and um, continued to say, do not feel like you can't stop and walk. Um, that's definitely part of it. And I would venture to say that's that's probably an important tool that helps move you forward that day that Absolutely. you do decide to train Absolutely. that way. So easy runs, recovery runs, um, that's that's a, a big a big one there. Another run type um, that, that I like to do is a progressive run, and that's where you just kind of, you increase your pace as you go or your heart rate, depending on how you want to run, how you want to work that run. Um, but if you're, you know, someone who, let's say that you, you average maybe 10, 10 minutes per mile for a 5K, well, a good progressive run might be, well, the, the first mile you might do at 12 minutes. And then the second mile you might do at 11 minute pace. And then that third mile you you bust into that pace that, that is hard for you. And you do the 10 minute mile. And that's a good training run for someone. Do you someone. do recovery in between? Um, or is a, it, a progressive it just, run is typically continuous. just, just okay. continuously getting faster. Now, I say that because one's on the schedule next week. All I'm right. excited. I haven't dug it up. I haven't looked closely, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I will have to look at that. So that's exciting. Um, Matt, Matt Miller and I did a progressive 16 miler last Sunday, which is crazy. Like it was crazy. And Where so, did you start? Um, we started. Not location. We started at around <coughs> um, 9.30 pace and then, or nine minute pace somewhere in there. And then, and then. We did that for I think seven and a half miles. Okay. And so then the next section was a little shorter, and I think it was around eight o'clock, eight eight minute pace. And then um, the last three miles were were faster, and uh, um, it was tough. It was tough. Um, I think I ran a twenty two and change five k that last three miles. I was gonna say I wish um, we could have a way to chart the progress yes. that you made that day because. Yes. I think that is huge. Like when you start looking at um, throwing in, you know, a few yards of strides at yes. the end of a yes. run, that's the kind of, when you push your body at that point yes. where you don't think you can do anymore, I think that's really where growth I starts agree. happening. And that's where in races, when you're getting close to that finish line and you've pushed your body in a training run, gas. It, it, it's it's a mental thing and it's also a muscle memory thing like your your body is remembering yeah. oh i oh, did I this did and didn't die with Neely, i showed up and survived <laughs> that's right. yeah it's a chris reesman quote yes, right there show up the and best. survive i um, love seeing that so progressive runs another another type of run that, that i like to do is an interval run or a workout um and these there's a lot of different ways to do intervals um, but the, the good thing about intervals is you do recover between. And so Strava is going to lie big time on an interval yeah, run because you, you might, you might get to the end and be like, well, my pace doesn't look very fast. Well, that's because, you, really fast. because you recovered and then you had, you had brief moments of running harder and running faster. 
And that's where you're incorporating those zone zone four, you know, where you're getting into a little bit of the anaerobic side of things, uh, which just means without oxygen, where you're like using, you're going faster than your body can replenish oxygen. So like, it's just, it's going to hurt. Yeah. But you're doing that for, you know, like say 30 seconds or a minute or somewhere, something super small so that you can, you can gain that speed in a short amount of time. Um, and then recover and then do it again. So uh, two kind of rules that, that you'll see uh, that I throw out a lot are, um, you know, run slower to run faster. Mm -hmm. And that's where those easy miles come in and you're building your aerobic base. You're building so your body's, you're, what you're doing is you're taking your body's ability to use, utilize oxygen and to give yourself energy to do the run. When you run those easy miles, you're increasing that. You're increasing your mitochondria, all those sorts of things. So just helpful, but when you the, the other side of that coin, so to run to run faster, run slower. That's that's one one thing that's super important in running. The other side of that is to run faster, you have to run faster. Exactly. And so that's the one I can get out of Both of, my of those head. things are true. Both of those things are true. And so if you're just running the same pace all the time, it's going to be you're going to plateau super quick, and oh, it's going to yeah. be hard to run faster. It is super defeating. I think that's where you start living in the gray zone is when you do just always go out to kind of push to that next yes. place solid. Like you're not really giving yourself um, the flexibility of really exploring those different zones and letting your body respond. Now you just talked about intervals. I don't know if you have it listed, but I want to kind of talk just a second about tempo runs. Okay. Tempo runs. Because yes. that's been, I mean, it's, it's on list of things. It's on a scheduled workout plan. And, um, I wanted to kind of explore the difference because when I looked at it, I thought, okay, tempo run, like that's not going to be like a speed workout like we did the other night, but it'll be something different. Well, it kind of feels a lot like speed, Neely, but it's longer duration yes. and it's not, it didn't push us up to our zone five. So right. it wasn't like you're all out, right. you know, there was at no point you should have been out of control. Right. Um, and it, what I really loved about it, and this is, Again, why we tell you these things is we want you to be interested in it and think, gosh, maybe I need to try a tempo run like sometime. We did it um, this Wednesday and it was super challenging because, of course, you're going to start with a warm up run. It's going to mm -hmm. keep you in that low place, mm -hmm. which I'm telling you, that's the challenge right there. That's actually probably Don't the biggest challenge. Don't run the warm up start too fast. Your warm up like mm -hmm. real. You got to really work hard to stay down where you need to stay. Mm -hmm. And then our tempo went backwards and it was like 10 minutes at zone four, which zone four is no joke. Yeah, I mean, it's not tough. five, but it's, it's definitely tough. hard. It's an uncomfortable place to live. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stay there. Um, but you did it for 10 minutes and then a two minute recovery and nine minutes and a two minute recovery and then eight minutes. Here's what That's the beauty part is, is the first cycle, little challenging to stay where you needed to stay. And it actually worded it on the description. It said like work to get into zone four. So we're not like track stars. We're in the blocks. Right. You shouldn't go from zero to 60 in two seconds. Right. It's working up into this 10 minute. You want to be at that zone yep. in that 10 minute window. Um, and I'm telling you to see progress felt so good because by the third cycle, I was like, whoa, like we're in our zone. Like actually girls were a little hot, let's pull back, <laughs> you know? And then uh, of course getting a cool down and stuff too. So really looking at a structured plan um, even for isolated runs here and there, I think it's super important and can really move people Absolutely. Um, to grow. 
I, I don't, I'll just throw this in into about tempo runs. I think tempo runs are super fun. Um, let's say that you're, you, you run a 10K, a 5K, and you average 10 minute miles for a 5K. Well, a good tempo run, you might do um, a, a kind of a one mile warm up, and then you might do a mile at that 5K pace, and then you do a one mile cool down. That's a great workout. Um, and then maybe two weeks from then, then you do a mile and a half in the middle at that at that 5k pace so you can do tempo runs that way if you have like a, a half marathon pace that you typically run at well you can do like a three miles at your half marathon pace if you have a marathon goal pace that you have well you can run a tempo run where you do maybe six miles at that marathon pace but but just getting your body used to running at the pace that you want to is a great way to utilize a tempo run so let me say that again, like if you have a goal for a half marathon that you're going to run 11 minute miles for a half marathon, you have to train your body to run at 11 minute miles. And so tempo runs are a great way to do that. So yeah. tempo runs are a lot of fun. That is cool. I, how often do you think tempo runs should be something people should try to incorporate? I think that depends on where you at, are at in your journey. If you're someone who's running four days a week, I think three days should be easy. One day should be either a tempo run or an interval run. If you're running five days a week. So that's what I really was leading yeah. to. Do you kind of feel like tempo run and speed is kind of interchangeable? Like interchangeable. Either yeah. or. Absolutely. You know? Okay. That's and what I was kind of hoping you would say. <laughs> I didn't want to do both, but that seemed like to fit the plan. That, yes. that seemed to feel right. Yes. Um, also, I want to say real quick on the tempo run, we've said, you know, we kind of talked about these zone four, like getting up to the high speed, but the the real science is getting down, getting your body to that rest place mm -hmm. without a recovery place. Doesn't say rest, but recovery place without stopping. And I know on my, you know, last year's training with that marathon, it was like, that was my mental concept is how am I going to pull back my right. effort right. without stop? I mean, I don't want to defeat my momentum. Right. You know, I want Absolutely. to keep the momentum Absolutely. during a marathon because you got a lot of miles to cover. Absolutely. But how can I get some recovery mm -hmm. from maybe a hill or maybe, you know, a, a time where maybe I got a little too fast, the excitement of the race. Mm -hmm. We all know what I did. <laughs> where am I, how do I learn? How do you, and it's like you mentioned muscle memory. Yes. You got to train yourself to like run slow. Yes. And I'm going to piggyback on that little concept for just a second and, and jump down to, to something I wanted to talk about later, but I might not think of it. And that is when you're doing things like this that kind of really are personal with your zones, we kind of start talking about, is it important to run solo runs while training or continue with your group runs? How do you feel about that? I think that's a hard one for me. Um, I've historically been mostly a, a do things by myself during the week. Jessica Richmond and I have done a lot of Sunday runs. Um, but now recently in recent history, I, I've got a group that I run with consistently. And so that's that's um, been a whole lot of fun. And it's also helped a whole lot with accountability and just getting out the door. Um, but it does mean that you have to adjust for everyone's everyone's pace. Right. and. Um, that fortunately for our group, easy pace is kind of easy pace for everybody. But right. when we get into some of these faster intervals, there are times where, where we're at different places. And so just recognizing that, hey, we're going to run for three minutes and one of us may have to look, wear back. Two of us, yeah, yeah. look back or something like that. And, and so it just, I, I enjoy running with a group, but I also think there's value in running by yourself as well. So I think there's, there's value both places. Um, but group runs, they give you that opportunity 
to know that somebody who's go is going to be there for you. Well, I also think it's a good um, when you're struggling with maybe an interval. Yes. Uh, to run with a couple people faster than you. I agree. Um, it's kind of a good push. It's always good to kind of um, have that carrot to run after. Um, but in the same breath, I think we, we both would say, I mean, I think there's good and bad to both Absolutely. and knowing how to handle that, not letting it defeat you for mm -hmm. sure. And we love, you know, we run in a, a group as well that, you know, some of us are kind of around the same, some are faster on certain days, somebody else is faster another day. And it's, it's getting rid of any of that insecurity of just like, Hey, it's no big deal. If I'm a few paces behind the people that get too far ahead to hear you yell out your next, uh, <laughs> your next instruction, you know, they'll loop back and come back to Absolutely. you or, uh, or they'll cycle up or, or whatever. So I think, again, that just kind of is a shout out to the camaraderie and friendships that are built in a group, but Absolutely. understanding that the training cycle is a completely individual, um, process like knowing your zone and where is your comfortable place and and what goals are and things like that are kind of a solo um, yes because at the end of the day you're signing up for a race it's your race it's your money and and you need to run your race now that said there are times where we run with our friends you know yeah. things like that but but run your race and yeah. and know that that this is your journey that you share with your running friends but also there are times where I think I, I can think share this and I don't think they'll mind. Um, but you know, I, I have a reflection on on that solo versus group training effort. You know, I ran the Chicago Marathon and I had a slew of people that trained alongside me. Dana ran almost every single mile. Cindy West ran basically every single mile of that training plan. Um, Ryan and Mel were both doing Ironman at the time, so they jumped in on a whole lot of them um, and, and still, so that's all, that camaraderie is amazing. But I headed to Chicago completely alone. Sure. You know, Jason Huffman just did the Chicago Marathon completely alone. And I do think there's something about the mindset of a marathoner that you have to be willing to tackle this thing alone. Absolutely. Because in the big picture at the at mile 17, nobody's going to get you to mile 18. Yes. <laughs> nobody's going to help you. <laughs> and um, I do think group runs like, at halves or we, we took a 16 ladies from Steamboat Run Club to mm -hmm. Nashville Incredible. and that, you know, experiencing some first time half marathoners, that was a super fun, I, I lost count of the bathroom breaks. <laughs> I, uh, I can't remember how many stops we made along the way. It was just a super fun time. I mean, it filled my camera roll. Those kind of runs are fun. Yes. But when you are taking on a marathon, I think there has to be like an understanding, like this is my race. Yes. And, um, and and it's a point where the training had to stop and then you you carry yourself across the finish line. Absolutely. So I think people sometimes have to hear that that's okay. Absolutely. You know, because there's nothing more frustrating because I've been on that side of things of saying sorry your entire run. Right. You know, I spent a lot of years running uh, with Dana early on and um, I've, I've tried really, really hard to catch up. So um, in the years I couldn't catch up, I spent a lot of time saying sorry sorry, I just need to stop for a second. And of course he didn't mind, right. but in the heart of a runner, man, you just think the world's coming to an end. Yep. Like, oh, they're going to be so upset that they <laughs> had to stop. So anyway, carry on with our, a, a couple more lingo things.
things for us. Well, I'll give you another lingo that kind of goes hand in hand with training that I think that we can all um, just look at. It's, it's a, a data point on, on your watch. So if you don't run with a watch, it's going to be harder to measure this one, but you, you can always count. But anyways, cadence. Mm, That's something talk about that this. a lot yeah. of people are like, when, whenever you talk cadence, they're like, what are you talking about? It's, it's a discussion I had recently with Matt Miller just about cadence. And cadence is just the number of steps that you take every minute. So as you run, we all take take steps. And so um, how many steps do you take per minute? And I'm going to say this as a point of, I'm not a running expert, not a running coach. I'm just a person who has run a lot of miles and, and have watched a lot of YouTube videos mm -hmm. and, and listened to a lot of people talk about running. Um, and I believe that when... I'm just going to throw this out there as a point of bias. I am biased. Um, but I think that a lot of times when we're younger and we're coached, we're coached to focus on lengthening our stride, mm -hmm. which if you're sprinting is a really great way to, to gain more speed is to, 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 to lengthen that stride. But as you go into longer distance running, you want to be more efficient with every step. And if you are spending a ton of time with stride length, you're going to be overreaching and not being as efficient with your stride as you need to be to be able to get from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. So what's the answer? The yeah, answer I was gonna say the tell answer me. is <laughs> cadence. And cadence is so crucial for running efficiently. Um, the number of steps that you take per minute, if you can get that to be, and they say the magic number is around 180. For some people, it might be in the 170s, for some people, it won't be in the 190s. But if you can get to where you are consistently taking 180 steps per minute, your cadence is at 180 and above, you will be more efficient in getting from point A to point B, which is just going to help you be faster. In the end, it's just going to help you be faster. So how do you do this? Um, like Matt and I talked about this over the last few weeks, like when, when you're doing an easy run, it is hard to have your cadence high because you're like, I'm taking this easy. Yeah. So it's like, Matt, on your easy run, I want you to take, match my steps. I want you to take more steps. And um, as he's done that, he has increased his cadence over the last probably two weeks by about seven to 10 steps per minute. Wow. And so just... Once again, when you're running hard and like those those really fast intervals, don't don't worry about, about your steps. But when you're on those easy days, work on things like your cadence, work on your arm swing, just so that you're swinging your arms and that you're moving your legs and keeping your legs turned over. The quicker you can turn over your leg to the to the next step, the more steps you take and the more efficient you are as a runner. And efficiency, once again, if you're running yeah. a half marathon, if you're running a marathon. To do that, that in the most efficient way possible is going to get you to the end of that race. And make the end of the race more um, yes. successful. Yes. Do you do that only through Garmin or Koros, or do you wear your shoe monitor? So I do have a foot pod that I use. It's called Stride, um, but it works with my Koros watch, and so it all integrates into my Koros so data. So it's another Bluetooth, probably yes. a little device that can get... Or you also just mentioned just the average runner could count yeah, I mean, their if steps you, yeah, in a you, minute time. You can, okay. you can absolutely count. Okay, that's as, a lot of counting. As we wrap, <laughs> as we wrap the it is look, that's a big number to keep straight. Especially if Neely's talking to you or something crazy. But you, you can do imagine. like maybe 30 seconds and, and then, multiply yeah, or yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. seconds multiply by four. You know, well, and, and definitely in a more 
runnery topic because that's my scientific runnery uh, yes. name today is that also this is not going to appeal to you because you're not a music runner but this is also your cadence is also why we enjoy running to certain songs yes. like i will tell you tom petty's running on a dream it's like 160 172 cadence okay and and you can actually look for songs that yes. have like a beats per minute Absolutely. that help you now why does it help you because it gets us in yes. that place um that kind of drives you a little bit so like a, like a metronome uh, again a we have our official runner in you and we have our more runnery <laughs> runner <laughs> with me but um you know sometimes it takes that to kind of get you moving and yes. uh, and kind of if you enjoy that then probably it's cadence that you're kind of thinking yes so it might be easy for them to research that a little bit and i'll be counting my steps tomorrow yeah you, for sure look at, look at your cadence next time for everybody look at your cadence and see okay what can i do to, to raise this a little bit just to make myself more efficient so, well anyway. i think bingo to lingo was a great topic for I us love to explore. Bingo to lingo. and of course throughout the journey on this podcast we're going to bring in more training tips and things especially as you and i both are entering into this fall running and racing season throughout their season um so we want to keep bringing those in but but we didn't not discuss forgetting. this. What are you? What are you training for right now? Are you training for anything? Houston, Houston, Houston yeah. full. Houston me, too. Yeah, yeah. me too. Actually, Neely, I had such a long. Um, I I'm excited about Houston because Houston's a PR course. Yes. Um, Melody O'Neill, my good friend Melody O'Neill, and our sweetheart of SRC, um, has some some big big goals. She would love to qualify for for Chicago. Um, and I'm just a, a realist for myself. I ran Chicago in 445, which is 10 minutes over my goal pace. I would love to get that goal pace. So I think until you kind of conquer a goal, mm -hmm. you might should stick to the goal. So 435? 435. 435, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I, I said it out loud on the podcast now, Neely. <sighs> That's okay. It's going to happen. Okay. I mean, it'll be fine. Uh, Houston, I feel like we're cheating a little bit because Houston is a, a great course. It has, it holds my uh, fastest half ever um, at awesome. 208 um, on chip time, 204 on Strava, just saying. <laughs> but um, course was long. long. Course was long. long. It was actually a long potty line. <laughs> and it was so cold, Neely. Like it was just, it had to happen. The pee stop had to happen. And it never usually does have to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm resisted at all costs. But um, that was a year that was super cold at Houston. So we can start right now doing some prayers that we have a perfect um, I'm hoping running time at Houston. We have a lot of Stingle Run Club people that are jumping in on that Houston challenge. So keep that in mind. If you are look, if you're listening to this uh, for the first time and you think, gosh, maybe I should set a goal. I posted this today. Man, the best thing to get you going is to set that goal in the yes. future, um, whether it be through a lottery entry or through a uh, established a 10K or a half marathon that you have in your sights, I just recommend doing it. And we, we hope, hope you'll stay with us for the long run. run.